let's do this. Oh my goodness. Um, I have some notes here, so if you see me looking down, that's why. Um, thank you, Jess and Diane, or Jess, sorry, where is she? Oh, there. Thank you for inviting me and giving me this opportunity. Uh, thank you also to my mother-in-law, she's right there, Sogra. <laughs> she's been listening to me, <laughs> practicing, and like she knows the whole story, but she was um, with me. Um, practicing this. Um, so they invited me maybe over two months ago, I'm going to say, and then I got like honored, like, oh, me? <laughs> so like, yeah, I wanna hear, we want to hear from you. And then I said, yes. Um, but then I was driving back home. It was a Sunday morning. And then it dawned on me, like, I'm not a public speaker. Well, how am I going to do this? Fernando, yes, of course, he, he does it. But then I don't do it. I, I am a teacher, so my, my sogra, she was like, but you're a teacher, you're always speaking to people. Like, yeah, but my group's like five people, same group every day, so it's easier. Um, so, um, yeah, but then I was like, okay, so I'm going to talk about something that I'm a specialist on. My own story, genius, right? That's genius. <laughs> so I would like to introduce me and tell you more about me. Uh, most of you may know me as Fernando's wife um, or my kid's mom. That's also something. Uh, but I'm a little bit more than that. So I would like to uh, tell you who am I. Next slide, please. So I'm Amanda. I'm 32 years old. Um, I love the weather. This is California, by the way. A couple weeks ago, we went there. This is, I love the warm weather. Uh, sunny days, so yeah, that was perfect. Next one, I'm from Brazil. That little red area right there is my state. Um, the name of it is Espiritu Santo, which means Holy Ghost. <laughs> um, and when I say I'm from Brazil, usually people say, oh, Rio, Rio de Janeiro. Not the same place, but it's very close. They say above Rio. And also some people do some business travels or maybe know something about business and they know Sao Paulo. It's the same region, but not the same place. So that red over there is my state. Um, but all, when I say Brazil, people also say, oh, the Amazon. Not close either. <laughs> the Amazon is all the way to the north part of Brazil. So I've never been to the Amazon. I don't like animals, things that we found in nature, so that's not the kind of trip I'll take. But anyways, yeah, this is a big, big place, big place, and that's where I'm from. Um, next one. I am also, I was born Amanda Bagatelli Chimildes, so when Diane said Amanda, that's how we pronounce it in Portuguese. Um, I was born to Smirna and Clovis, and then six years later, my sister, Camila, she joined us. Um, uh, she was born. She's my sister, same father, same mom. Um, she, uh, she just got married last year. She's coming in August. I'm super excited to meet her new husband, Wilbe, and see her and hug her after three years without seeing her. So she's, she's going to be here in August. Um, my parents and my sister, they live in Espiritu Santo, same place where I'm from. They have never left. Um, they got divorced. My parents got divorced when I was 15, so 17 years ago. 
And that's a little bit of the, about my upbringing. And then, next slide, maybe you know that guy. In 2009, I met the handsome guy that you may know really well. Um, uh, by that time, Fernando was studying here in the United States, and I was back in Brazil. He was studying English and worship music uh, at, the, at Oklahoma Baptist University in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Uh, we knew each other from before he came here. We knew from Brazil, in Brazil. Uh, but we began dating long distance, and we um, made, it, made it official when he went to Brazil, Brazil to, during the summer to visit her, his family. So then we started dating. Um, it, only 10 months later, we got engaged in April 2010. In August 2010, as Diane just mentioned, we got married just six days before I turned 20. So yes, I got married when I was 19. Same week, I moved to another country, to a new country. In 2015, we welcomed Manuela. In 2018, we welcomed Olivia. And 2020, that big year, we welcomed our cherry on top of the whole cake, Benicio, that handsome guy over there. My first language is Portuguese. Um, I can speak and understand just a little bit of Spanish. The two languages are very similar, but they're not the same. And since learning uh, English in 20, 2010, I started learning that time, um, I've always been involved with language somehow, translating, interpreting, and teaching since that time. Uh, so that brings me all the way to my, pos my position. Um, the position that I accepted in 2018, 2018 in Lawrence. So uh, I am a teacher for Spanish speakers in Lawrence. Um, since 2018, I teach, I have the honor of teaching fifth graders. They come here with a whole culture, uh, language, a beautiful language, full of experiences. And I'm just honored to join them as we also get proficient in English. So they have all of it, and now they have a little bit more that it's, um, is it to learn English. So that's my honor every day. Uh, but then you look at me, and then you say, well, Amanda, that's a beautiful story. Nice to hear that. But I don't have anything in common with you. Very different. Maybe you know another language, but maybe you have never left New England. You were born and raised here. I don't know anything like about moving. I don't know anything of, I don't, we don't have anything in common, you may say. But then I have to say that Jesus is our common denominator. That's what we have in common. We may not have anything else in common, but we have that in common. Okay. And I truly believe that Oh, my dear sisters here in this room, we can share at least one time when Jesus, our Lord and Savior, uh, delivered you and me um, from whatever situation that may be. Um, I'll share with you today two moments in my life where I can say for sure that God was there and without him, I would not make it. Um, and one more that is one situation that is currently happening and also a prayer request at the end um, when I say that 
two situations where I, I, I can't say that never once did I ever walk alone. Never once did God leave me on my own. God is still faithful. He will never fail. So let's pray before we go on. God, thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Thank you for the women here gathered. Please deliver your message to our hearts. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So since the, uh, the very beginning of our marriage, Fernand and I, we have reflected in this verse. Um, and it keeps being true over and over. So let me just read it for you. So the, the verse is from Ephesians 3, 20, 21. Now to him who's able to, to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to the, his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. It keeps being true. He's able to do way more than we ask or imagine. Amen. Okay, so here we go. My first, the first thing I want to talk about is stepping to the unknown. Um, it was the very beginning of our marriage. Both of those pictures, they were taken in Shawnee, Oklahoma. And when I said yes to marry Fernando, I was only 19. I knew we would come here. I knew we would all be new. I knew we didn't have any English, but I was 19. I thought I could do it all. <laughs> but most importantly, I was 19 and I knew God was in it. As I look back now, we have so many amazing memories of this time. We are away from our families and everything we knew to be familiar, but we grew together. As I look back now, I also see how challenging that time was and without Jesus, we would not have lost. There were times that we had only $10 in our bank account and um, our paycheck wouldn't be here for like another week. A lot of times we would have like maybe $20 left <laughs> and we would go to the plaza in town and we'll go, um, each one of us would buy like a $10 t-shirt and just like have fun, having fun picking that t-shirt. <laughs> I would leave that store as happy as I could be. Like, yay, I have a new t-shirt. <laughs> But having kids now and knowing how things could have gone wrong back then, Lord delivered us from all that. Um, good God took care of us. Uh, we, were, we were there making our, our marriage strong, setting up a base to be strong enough to go through life of ministry together. It was that time. I only realized it, how hard it was, how challenging it was a few years later. But God was with me. I, I, back then, I knew God was with me in Shawnee. As I was learning a new language, a new culture, a new life. Fernando finished his degree at OBO debt-free. God is faithful. <laughs> so the second um, event that I want to share with you today is um, how we when we were starting a new our family as we know it today. So after Fernando finished his degree in Oklahoma, we decided to go back to Brazil. It was a nice time living next to what was known, was familiar, 
it was my country, it was my city, it was my church. Oh, next slide, sorry. Oh, no, that's it, sorry. sorry, sorry. Ah, here we go. Anyway, we went back to Brazil. Um, it was everything that I, it was known to me. It was familiar. It was my language, my church. I was praising God with my own language. It was a really, really nice time. Um, Fernando was in this church and in this ministry for about two years when God start, um, began to stir a desire in him to continue studying and aka coming back to the U.S. Um, and then in 2014, we came back in September of 2014, we were here in Boston. Um, Thanksgiving of that same year, I was finding out I was pregnant. A short time later, all the excitement of being, ooh, my first pregnancy, I'm pregnant, and five years later, um, after I got married, that was when it happened. So it was time, it was about time anyways. It was very exciting at first, but then a short time later, all that excitement, excitement, it became anxiety. We were working on low-paid jobs. Fernando had to start working many extra hours to make ends meet. And then it got to a point where I couldn't work anymore because my doctor was watching my blood pressure was going high. I could only think of how close I was to my mom back in Brazil how close I was to my mother-in-law back in Brazil, how things in Brazil were so familiar, and here life was just upside down. Um, God, why? I was happy to be carrying my baby daughter. I knew that. But everything else was so overwhelming. God, why? Should we go back? Do we hear it wrong? God didn't send us back to the U.S. It was just a feeling. It was just a desire of our own hearts. God, why? The whole pregnancy was not easy for many reasons, but God kept showing us he was there. He has never left, he has never left our sides or being next to us. On that second picture right there, you can see us um, coming back from our baby shower in Dunstable where Fernando was serving back then. We used so many of those items with the three babies we had. From that time, I used um, things from that baby shower, and I don't know if you remember when I was pregnant with Olivia, my friends here threw me another baby shower, and then they were like, what do you need? Like, nothing really right now, because I had so many items from that time. Um, and so you can have an idea of how God provided. Um, Manuela was about to turn one when I had to buy diapers with my own money because of how God provided back then. And I've shared this story before here from this place. I don't know if you remember. Manuela's birth was one of the moments where we could see God changing the story writing a new beginning. Her name means God with us from the word Emmanuel. And how true this is. God is with us. He was with us. He never went away. While I was in the maternity suite, like getting ready to give birth to my first baby girl, 
I got a bit impatient when I saw Fernando on the phone as it was like full of wires and things and they were like checking me, checking Manuela and all. Like I would probably been through that situation of seeing that situation before. So it was like laying down and Fernando on the phone. It's like, hey you, something is happening here. Uh, but on those calls, Fernando was, he had interviewed for a few job, offer, uh, job positions the weeks prior to that day. And on those, she, he got two phone calls that day. And both phone calls were uh, job offers, good paying jobs. And um, because of those opportunities, that opportunity that he said yes to, God gave Fernando back then um, the opportunity to, f to go from the, the weeks before we had Manuela, we were at the food pantry in Lowell, Merrimack Street, if I'm not mistaken. I know where it is. I'm not sure about the name of the street, but it was a food pantry when I had to be there because we didn't have enough money to buy things I wanted in the grocery store. We went from that line of the food pantry to celebrate Manuela's first birthday in our own house. That's what we did. <laughs> God, it was not us. I did not did I did not do that. Fernando did not do that. It was God. There was no way. Fernando was the same the year before. But now God had opened that door. Yeah. So never once did we ever walk alone. God is able to do way more than we ever ask or imagine. But I'm talking too much. It's time to share a little bit. And this is where my teacher's side kicks in. Here we go. I have a question for you. So next one. Next slide, please. Oh, there you go. Name one time in your life when God delivered you from a challenging situation. And I'm so sure you do have that, that I asked you. I didn't ask you. I said, name it. <laughs> and a little hint is that just like me, maybe you only realized it was God in, like throughout the way afterwards. So maybe that is also your reality. So please turn and talk. Turn to your friend. And then... Um, Share, name one situation, okay? Five to seven minutes, I think that'll be enough. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Okay, just finished that last sentence. Right? That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Okay. Next slide, please. I'm not here to tell you about things in my past and how God did something way far, like a long time ago. I'm also here to talk to you about how he's doing something today. Um, the last thing I want to share is also a prayer request um, I believe that as long as we're here, we will have battles, right? That is okay because God promised us to not, never let us go and always stay here so we can do this. 
So as I told you before, I'm not from here, hence this cute accent. <laughs> Being an international is just not easy, any place. If it's not your country, your place, meaning you didn't, you were not born there, it means that it's not going to be easy. The whole immigration system here in the United States, you may know, well, it's challenging, it's frustrating, and sometimes it's hurtful. I have seen people not being honest and getting there, and here I am, trying to do everything right, and I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting to have the certainty that life, as my kids know here in the U.S., is secure. I'm still waiting to, have, to not have this feeling of life as a dust or a fragile crystal that can break or disappear, meaning I, I, I'll, I'll, I need, I'll need to leave everything behind and go back to a country where I am. Yes, I'm from there, but I don't have anything there anymore. That feeling is still here. I am still on a battleground. I'm still struggling. I'm still asking God, why? Why, God? Why am I still waiting? I cry every once in a while. This past week, it happened. Of course it would happen, right? Right before I, I'm here, of course it would happen. I tried to communicate with um, the immigration office through one of the representatives, but Wyndham, um, New Hampshire representatives, and the office just say, nope, we're not doing anything in your case right now, just wait. So I'm here, just waiting. Um, and I get down to the only reasonable action right now, the best action at all, which is to trust God the most. There is nothing I can do. I tried. I try. I try to do it. I try to talk to people I know. I try to. But it's, at the end, it's God. It's his timing, not mine. And I'm here still waiting. Before I stop talking for good and I let you guys go, I have one more question. Next. I also um, want to give us um, the opportunity to pray for each other today. So I, my question is in this one right here. So in which area of your life are you trusting God the most today? If you feel comfortable, please share and pray with the person next to you. It may be something small. It may be something bigger. It may be something way bigger than an immigration status like mine. If you feel comfortable, share with the person. It may be the same person you shared before, maybe somebody else. But just tell that person, this is how I have, and this is the action, I'm, the only action I have right now is to trust God. It's sometimes we try to do it ourselves. Sometimes it's possible to do it ourselves that actually God wants us to do to take that step, right? But right now what God is telling me is just wait, just trust. So what, what is it in your life that you're doing, you need to do that right now? The only 
reasonable solution is to, I don't know, close your eyes. Maybe you need to kneel down. Maybe it's just driving to whatever you need to be. And tell him, God, the only way, the only thing that I can do right now is to trust you. And I'm trying. I'm, I'm here saying I trust you. I'm waiting on you. There is nothing else I can do. So turn and talk. Pray for the person. If it's just sharing, that's fine too. But let that person know how are you trusting God today. Okay. Next slide, please. I'll need to read this one. Like, word by word. (laughs) God is calling me to trust in him as I make this turn, this curve. I frequently think of this analogy of turning a car on a curve that you don't know what's coming next. But in this car, God is guiding, God is driving. Just like in this picture, turning, but I don't know what's coming next. You can see the curve, but you can see what is coming next. As I wait for this answer, that is taking almost four years now, I rest assured that God knows what is beyond the curve. He knows the whole picture. He will take care of me, take care of my family, take care of my ministry as a teacher, as a pastor's wife. He has taken care of everything before. He has done it before. I can trust he will do it again. Jesus is awaiting whatever is coming next. He knows what tomorrow will bring. I don't need to worry as he is the one who goes before me. And at the end, I know I will proclaim that he has done immeasurably immeasurably more than all I ask and I imagine. According to his power that is working me within me, within this whole situation. Your situation is likely different from mine. But remember, Jesus is our common denominator. He's our hope and salvation. Amen. Thank you.